Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800 247 3051. 800 247 3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Because what he's saying is here is that with all of your Bible memorization that you have done and all of your knowledge of the letters as they are, you missed. You missed it all. So he says, go back and look. He said, search the scriptures. And then he says, for in them, that's the scriptures, for in them ye think you have eternal life. See, he's saying, you got it wrong. You think that in these letters and in these words that you have eternal life. You think that if by standing here, because you've gone through Betzel Fair, because you've gone through Bet Talmud, because you've memorized 39 books of the Bible, you think that just because you can stand here and recite it perfectly, that that gives you eternal life. You think that that's what life is. You think that because you go into the Bet Talmud and when you're reciting scriptures that you do this action back and forth, back and forth, and you hold your scrolls and you recite, in the beginning God created the heavens and the earth and the earth was without form and void and so-called what's called um, davening, in davening. You think that when you speak and when you daven and you just speak these words and these words and you know them, you know them better than most of us know them. You think that that's eternal life? You said it's not. So he challenges them, go back again. Go back and find what you missed. Find the treasure that was there, that God put for you there. And so he says, for in them you think you have eternal life. You don't have eternal life. You've memorized it. You didn't get eternal life, but you think there's eternal life? Go ahead. And then he says these words. He tells them what the treasure is. They, the scriptures, are they which testify of me. They are they which testify of me. If you don't see me in the scriptures, you lost it all. If you don't find me in the scriptures, you wandered in the scriptures in darkness. If you don't come to me through the scriptures, you just had a great very, very mind-engaging and exhausting religious experience. But you didn't get eternal life. And you didn't get the treasure. And you lost it all. And you were just much as darkness as when you came. Because these lead you to me. That's why he said these words. You go back and look at them again. He says, the Father himself which sent me 
hath borne witness of me. You've never heard his voice because you're not hearing my voice, he was saying. You've never seen God's shape because you won't acknowledge I'm God. And you don't have his word abiding in you because my spirit doesn't live in you. And I am the word of God. That's my name, he would say. And then he said, for whom he hath sent, whom he has sent, him you believe not. He says, because you reject me, you reject it all, you lose it all. And then he says, go back again. Go back again and relearn the scriptures, re-see the scriptures, review the scriptures from a new point of view, from a new sight, from a new understanding. What's the new point of view? What's the new understanding? Very simple. The Lord Jesus Christ is God Almighty. And the Bible, the words of God, are his words that have proceeded from his mouth. He is the God who was in the beginning who created the heavens and the earth. He is the God who was at the burning bush who told Moses, I am that I am, the eternal one. It's him. It's all about him, the Lord Jesus Christ. He was sent to earth. For unto us a child is born. Him, for unto us a son is given. Him, and now he's standing there. And he says, and if you don't see it from that point of view, and if you don't view it, he said, all you've done is memorized a lot of dead words that'll bring you no benefit at all. So he says, they are they that testify of me. And so now the right, the question that immediately comes in the mind is, what do I do? What's the solution? How do I fix this? It's so terrible. I've gone through years. I can't even tell you the number of hours that I've taken in order to memorize all this. Years and years of my life have been devoted to doing this back and forth and just trying to recite it and get it right. Did I get it right? Did I get it right? Did I get it right? Oh, good. I can go to sleep now. Next morning. Did I get it right? Did I get it right? I'll repeat it. I'll recite it. I'll do it again. I'll do it again. Did I get it right now? Okay. Next morning. Did I get it right? Did I get it right? And a whole classroom of these kids are sitting around and they're going, like this, and they're deciding and writing, deciding one is listening to the other and says, You didn't got it wrong, and they're because all of that. And you're saying, I missed eternal life? Yes. So, what, how do I fix it? He said it in verse 30. He said, And you will not come to me that you might have life. He's saying to them, The fix, the solution to it all, come to me. He's saying, come to me, just come to me, just as you are a sinner, come to me, poor, come to me, despicable, wretched, disgusting, come to me, blind, come to me, having nothing, come to me, I'll fix it, I made you, I can fix you, that's what I'm in the business of doing, I am God and I am love. Come to me. He says, come to me that you might have life. Go away from me, you won't have life. Go to the scriptures without me, you won't have life. Come to me through the scriptures, you'll have life. That's what he said. It's all about those words. Come to me. Come to me. Verse 40. You will not come to me that you might have life. Now, Look at uh, John chapter 6 and verse 36. Okay, just a page over. 6, 36. And here he says this. 
he says, it is the spirit that quickeneth. Old English word means to make alive. Old English used to say the quick and the dead, the alive and the dead, quickeneth. He says, it is the spirit that quickeneth, makes alive. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. The words that I speak unto you, not the words in themselves, but the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Well, what do you mean when they're going through the bed safer and the bed Talmud and they're doing all these words? What are they doing? They're just words, 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 words of God, words of God, words of God, words of God. That's not life. That's not life. That's not spirit. There's no life in there. What do you mean spirit? It goes back to Genesis when God created man. It says he breathed into him the breath of life, the spirit of God. God is life, the spirit of God. And he breathed into him and he became a living soul. So he says, the words that I speak to you are spirit and they are life. And you did all that and you walked away. You never had life. Why? Because you never heard the words of the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to you. You never did. Why not? Because you won't come to him. Because you've made a precondition that says, uh, Jesus, no. Nothing he can do. Nothing he can do. But so what's important is that as we read the word of God, as we read the scriptures, that we hear the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to our hearts. That's important. That's very, very important. We hear, and that's why we have this practice that we like to read four chapters a day, but not just to go like the davening and the reading, I got it right. No, 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 no. We read and say, oh God, my heart's so hungry today. My heart's so thirsty today. If I don't get food, I'm gonna die. If I don't get water, I'm gonna die. And the food is your voice speaking to me through the word of God. And the water is your voice speaking to me through the word of God. I must hear a word from you. So we read these four chapters and we're looking and we say, oh, that verse kind of comes off the page at me. That verse impresses me today. That verse makes me think. That's the voice of God. That's the voice of the Lord Jesus Christ speaking to you. And you grab it up and you say, I'm gonna think about this all day long and I'm gonna chew it because it's what I need to live. That's what he's referring to in John 6, 63 when he says, the words that I speak unto you, they are spirit and they are life. Now, look at uh, John 1, John 1, 1. So here it starts off, it talks about in the beginning was the Word. That's a title for the Lord Jesus Christ. He's called the Word. What a wonderful title that is, because what is that saying? That's saying that he is the communication from God. What are words? Words are ways that we communicate. I understand what you mean by the words that you say. You understand what I mean by the words that I say. Words are the means of communication. And so when we have the Lord Jesus Christ calling himself the Word, what's it mean? It means that's God's means of communicating with man. The Lord Jesus Christ is God's way to communicate with man, the words. And of course, through the words of God. 
but he is the words of God. He is the communication. The Lord Jesus Christ represents God's conversation with man. God has a conversation with man through the Lord Jesus Christ. Because the Lord Jesus Christ came, God can have a conversation with man. From what the Lord Jesus Christ says in his Bible, God has a conversation with man. That's wonderful. And so we really do appreciate this term, he is the word, because we understand that that's how we know what God means and what he wants to say through the word. That's God's word. He is called the word of God. And so therefore he says, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the word was, just very simply, the word was God. There's no question about it. And then we go down to verse four, and it says, in him, in the word, was life. And that's what he's been talking about. In him was life. In him was life. You take the Bible, plus the Lord Jesus Christ equals life. You take the Bible, without the Lord Jesus Christ, it equals death. Because it's all about him. And people who are outside the Lord Jesus Christ look at you as you carry around your Bible. And they say, oh, he's just a Bible man. He's just saying, why does he love that? Because it's the God of the Bible that's the important thing. It's the God of the Bible. It's him that gives life. It's not the words, the dead words in and of themselves. It's him speaking through the words. So in him was life, and the life was the light of men. What's that mean, the life was the light of men? Light is light. As you see, light is like understanding. So all of a sudden, oh, I understand. What do you understand? I understand that I am created by God. I understand that I am not just created by God, but I'm owned by God. I understand that I have sinned against God, that I have created this separation between me and God because of my sin. I understand that God is love and he wants to eliminate that separation. He wants to reconcile me to himself. He wants to bring us to back together. He wants us to have friendship again. I understand that. What is that understanding? That's light. That's light. In him was life, and the life was the light bulb that went on in the mind. And all of a sudden, there's an understanding of who I am, of what sin is, of how bad sin is, of who God is. And then that he sent his only begotten son. He sent God the son to die for my sins because he loves me. And I understand that he's calling me to come to him And I understand that I want to give myself to him because I love him so much and I want to serve him for the rest of my life. I understand that this is the what I should do and the light goes on because I came to the Lord Jesus Christ through the scriptures and I got life. And the evidence of that life is the understanding, the light of men. You know, I listened to the prime minister of Israel, Benjamin Netanyahu, the current prime minister of Israel. And I listened to him address a group of Christians, not Jewish people, but Christians. And as he addressed this group of Christians, I thought to myself, well, now this is going to be really interesting because it's easy, for example, when he speaks to Jewish people because he stands up there and says, well, we have a commonality. You're Jewish. I'm Jewish. People hate me. They hate you. Uh, We need a nation of Israel. It's your nation. It's the uh, Jewish homeland. And what I have to say is uh, we're all on the same page. And everybody cheers, and and that's wonderful. When he stands in front of the United Nations, it's a different problem. It's a different story. But when he stands in front of Christians, I was thinking to myself, this is going to be good. What is he going to say? And he said, you know, he said, I am a man of the Bible. 
and you are people of the Bible. I thought, oh, this will be interesting. And so he goes on and he says, I know the Bible forwards and backwards. And he says, I have a Bible study in my home every week. I read a portion. And so I'm always going through the Bible like you. And he says, we both drink from the same well, the well of Siloam or Shiloh, whatever you said, the well of Siloam. We're both drinking from that. That's the Bible. And so we're like brothers, you're not Jewish, I'm Jewish, but it doesn't matter because we're like brothers and we're drinking at the well. I thought, well, that's interesting. And I think to myself, go on, Mr. Netanyahu, go on, Mr. Prime Minister. And he went on and he said, oh, I know the Bible. He said, and my son knows the Bible. As a matter of fact, my son Avner, he got the Israel champion prize for Bible. He was the champion for Bible knowledge in Israel. I thought, well, that's interesting. And this happened by a, like a spelling bee, but it was a Bible bee or a Bible contest. It was different people asked the questions. And uh, it was the prime minister's son's Avner who had all the answers for the questions. And then he said, and he would have been the world Bible champion, except for one question that was asked to him by the prime minister, his own father, myself, and he couldn't answer it. So he only got the second part, which was the Israel champion of the Bible. I thought, okay, well, that's very interesting. And then he went to talk about a portion from the Bible, he talked about the Bible, and talked about the scriptures. And as I listened to him speak about the scriptures, I just, all I could think to myself was one word, dead, death. Well, first of all, he talked about, before he started talking about the Bible, he started talking about some other great volumes of books that he was reading by this one author, and he was talking about, and he said, this was just great from this one author here, and he read, or he explained why it was so great, the new concepts, the new ideas that were coming out of this author. The problem was, when he went to talk about the Bible, it was in the same glowing terms. It was like, oh, he says, the Bible introduced for us the new concept of monotheism. The Bible introduced for us the concept of women's rights and the time when David had did what he did with regard to Bathsheba and Uriah, and then the prophet came to him and he explained the story there, that what happened, the account, and then he said, and the prophet said to him, you're the man who has done this wrong. And he said, that's so amazing. Never before was there in the history of there the concept of accountability for kings. And I listened to that, and I thought, that's so dead. There's no life there. He's talking about the Bible, which he knows so much of, like it's one of those books of that great other great writer. And there is no life in it. You know why? He never said the word God. He never said the word God. He never talked about God in the sense that of what the Shema would say, love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind. He didn't talk as a lover of the God who loves him with all his heart, all his soul, all his mind. He didn't talk as someone who speaks about him, the Lord Jesus Christ, God, when he gets up in the morning, when he walks, when he talks, when he speaks to his children. It was just a great book a great book from a heritage, a great book from a culture, a great book with great antiquity, a great book with new concepts, a great book with new philosophies, a great book with new ideas of how to have government, how to have family life, how to have business life, how to have cultural life. But that was it. But there was no God in it, in him. And as I listened to that, and I thought, how can this be? 
How can a man have a Bible study in his home every week? How can a man stand and say, I drink from the wellspring? What is the wellspring? What is this quench? What is this thirst that he has within him that he says is being swaged, that his thirst is being satisfied at this well? His thirst is being satisfied for where he first sees the concept of women's rights? He's thirsting to see the new religion of monotheism? He's thirsting? to see accountability for kings and government? How about the real deep issues of the soul? Thirsting for forgiveness with God, thirsting for friendship with God, thirsting to to live forever, thirsting to be in heaven forever. What about those thirsts? Never talked about those. What about the thirst to say, as the deer panteth after the water brook, so my soul pants after you. Oh God, not after the concept of human rights and of government, but after you, your person, oh God. That was all absent. And I thought to myself, what happened? What happened? John 5, 39 through 40 happened. Search the scriptures. For in them you think you have life. They are they which testify of me. Testify of the Lord Jesus Christ. What happened? Verse 40 happened. Tragically. And ye will not come to me that ye might have life. And instead you went to the Bible and you found everything else, but you didn't find life. And you didn't find God. And you didn't find friendship with God. And it's so tragic. So tragic. And I even watched him as he gave his Christmas greetings to Christians, and he said, we're happy to be in the land where Jesus walked and where Jesus was born, and he talked about Jesus the man. But he didn't talk about Jesus God. He didn't talk about Jesus the Messiah. He didn't talk about him who the Father had sent. He didn't talk about the author, subject, heart, and soul of the scriptures, that Jesus. Why? Verse 40, you will not come to me that you might have life. You will not come to him. In the fullness and in the totality of his name, the Lord Jesus Christ. You will not come to him as the Lord, God Almighty, the only one. Jesus, God saves only through him. Christ, the Messiah sent by God, you won't come to him that you might have life. Tragic, tragic, yet that's what happened. Very, very important for us to decide as we embark on a study of a new book of Exodus, what are we doing? What are we doing? Do we want to just be in Betsy Fair, memorize this book word by word, and that's it? Do we want to just come to this book just like it's some other book and read it like we're reading Thomas Paine or or Thoreau or Shakespeare or some other great work? No, 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 no. We come to this book with the words of verse 40 and we say we are not going to come to this book without the Lord Jesus Christ. As we come to this book, we're going to say, I come to this book like I'm coming to the Lord Jesus Christ. I come to this book for one need. That need is life. As I move 
from my death to you, give me life. As I move from my darkness to you, give me light. As I move from my loneliness to you, give me companionship. As I move from my alienation from God, give me friendship with God. That's how we come to the book. We come to the book as it's the words of the Lord Jesus Christ. We come to the book to find him. We come to the book to hear from him. And as we do, God says, you won't go away disappointed. Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor, here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at the Creation and Earth History Museum in Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for the Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. 